Welcome to Enwing, our sound podcast. This is a grassroots podcast intended for those raising or helping to raise children in an indigenous language. Buckle up for this season's first episode. I think it's a bit of a heavy one, but nonetheless, an important one to share. Miigwech. Well, the whole reason I wanted to do season two was to kind of prove that we can sound great. The curtain is supposed to stay closed. You're not supposed to show the wizard. So, should we reintroduce ourselves? I think so. Alright, Pojo? I mean, sorry, I was just thinking, um, for people who, maybe this is the first time that they're listening, and then maybe next time they'll head back to season one, episode one. But, uh, yeah, go for it. Yeah, Pojo is all gauge go, no one to go, dish guns, you being doing your bomb, she can do them. Um, so my name is Ozao Gijigo Ganu. Um, <clears throat> from Chippewas of the Thames First Nation. I am a learner of the language and currently teaching at my Communities Elementary School, Anishinaabe Moin, Kita. How? Bojo. Mashko Gabwit Queen Sa. Anishinaabe Winakazia. Emmeline, Joganashi, Dinosan. Makwan Dodem, Daganashko Deak, and the Bendagos, Nos, and Jabat. Gaganishkoreak, Anishinaabe Monk, Long Plain, Manitoba, Ishinakadik, Shaganashi Monk, Dashkanzi being in Dinda, Asia Kindanis, Inwa Bajik, Gwiz. So my English name is Emmeline, my Anishinaabe name is Mashko Gabwitkwe, was born out east, but my uh, dad is uh, from Long Plain, Manitoba. We have two kids, um, our daughter and our son, five and three, and our dog, Bazaar Nagamasin. Um, currently, I'm also teaching at two high schools. Um, I'll talk about that later on, but yeah. Really slow introduction for me <laughs> to think of how I want to introduce myself, but probably fix that when we edit it. Anyways, yeah, so that's me. All right. It's a little bit different because we're not in the same room, so I can't really feed off of your energy face to face. But so this is our first podcast back from. A long hiatus. And yeah, we're just going to talk about kind of an update on where we are and maybe talk about um, 
like where we are in our lives and language wise and also um, what we're planning to do a little bit with the podcast. Yeah, I think a lot of things have changed since we last did this podcast. Um, So I just kind of like wanted to kind of update things that have changed, things that have evolved, um, where we're at now. And if for whatever reason that we don't do a season three, um, I just feel a little bit better about how I left things or how we left things. Um, Hopefully we have just like a better quality of like being able to hear us properly Uh, maybe get some support with how to like edit and then also maybe have some guest speakers on this time around that was something that we wanted to do and then the pandemic just got super challenging and then we never did and now we're kind of like into semi-normal routines again so there's just more space for I think making those things happen yeah so I think in the last time we like the last episode that we did um there was a lot going on in our life or in my life at least I was taking a Anishinaabe one ECE course we were still like in lockdown from home we hadn't had childcare yet for either child Monty you were still working online we hadn't like been able to visit we had been isolated for so long that I had like very little input from speakers other than like being online on zoom classes which was tough and then also uh, like recordings online or like videos aren't just aren't the same as being in person Um, you can't laugh with somebody you can't joke with somebody you're not like the pressure isn't on to to make sure that like, you respond within a certain amount of time. So, like, my fuel and motivation was just, like, dwindling really, like, really quickly, and I was just feeling up against, like, such a tough mountain. And, yeah, so near the end there, I had, like, done a interview with CBC for whatever reason. Monty, you weren't on it, but... Um, yeah, I think that was kind of where we left off and right around that time we were having trouble getting Zadai to speak Nishnabemwin and I was kind of losing my stamina and so I think that was another reason why I decided like not to continue or to take a break with the podcast because I was just like didn't have enough energy to continue for I just need to take a pause so that's kind of where we left off is there anything you wanted to like I just, I think I felt like at that time we had uh, the content that we wanted to get out. Mm-hmm. We said what we had to say, and a lot of people had positive response to it and tell us how much, how much they learned from it and how much it inspires them, and I think... For me, I just had, you know, said what I, what I wanted to say, and there wasn't really a lot more to share at that point. It was just kind of, kind of repeating myself on a few podcasts, but 
um, with kids, you know, trying to speak to them only in the language, you know, and as they're growing older, you know, there's going to be constant stories and, and we didn't get to, um, other people interviewing other people, which, which I'm really looking forward to is interviewing, having other guests on the podcast that, who are friends that, um, speak to their children in the language and, you know, sharing their story. And then also maybe some other people that we don't know that speak other, other languages other than Anishinaabemowin. Hmm. Interested to hear who you're thinking of in that department. But yeah, I'm open to almost everything. Um, that's a good point. Yeah, we we did we did get a lot of content out there that we wanted to get out there. Uh, I was surprised by when I see people now. They are like, "Oh, I listened to your podcast." And I'm like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> like, <laughs> it was unexpected. Like just like random people. I'm like, they're like, "Oh, I like." people that I know but like like haven't talked to in a while or I meet for the first time and I'm like great like <laughs> I'm happy that I got out there but I didn't expect like so many people to listen and then yeah or people will say that we're famous or like stop a lot of people know us and I'm like Whatever. I don't feel that no I'm like it is nice to be to feel heard or feel seen in a sense so like people saying oh like it really maybe like res famous maybe or semi res famous i don't know i wouldn't know just kidding (laughs) yeah and then like our good friends came out with a podcast and some of their topics and like they are just so much more well-versed than me but that was just really awesome to hear and like has helped me so much um I'm like them sharing their experiences and their like their kind of worldviews is like kind of made me look at the way that we do this um in a different lens because of because I'm like super tough on myself and you get kind of pulled into that because you're a part of this podcast too so I'm just very hard on myself on the last time we did this so just seeing how much their podcast helps me and like just really admiring some of the things that they have done and said um what is Jess and Musquanquit yeah um, so the podcast is called The Language and yeah kind of given me uh energy to kind of share my experiences again or for us to start up again and then maybe connect because I think that would be fun um and some really good we could have some really good chats so anyways yeah it was that was just really nice for me to hear from a couple of people and I was like okay so it wasn't like I know it wasn't a waste of time but sometimes I'm like was I, I start doubting myself and stuff. Anyways, yeah, so we're both teaching at the moment. Do you want to kind of talk about what you're doing? 
um, teaching at my elementary school for the first time, teaching children for the first time, learning a lot. I've been teaching adults for a while. Um, I don't want to share how long, but <laughs> I'll say at least 10 years um, in different capacities. Uh, but yeah, so I'm at our school and we have a couple other language teachers there. So it's not, you know, I'm not, I don't have the full pressure on me to bring back the language for the whole school, but they're pretty open to, the administration's pretty open to having language there and kind of supporting us as much as they can, so... I'm comfortable in that sense and then just kind of figuring out how how kids learn and how different they are from adults because adults you know we're always like write this down for me or how do you write that you know we're all literacy based when we learn language and um you know with children and the school you know I'm learning you know with the English medium school and trying to incorporate Anishinaabemowin you know trying to motivate somebody to speak that or at least like the language I guess um, you know I'm learning about how to do that and the best way to go about those things so yeah where are you I'm teaching high school, like I said, teaching two high schools. Um, originally, I said no. I got asked a couple times, and I was like, no, I really don't know enough to be teaching. I don't have my OCT. Um, uh, and I've never really taught anybody before. I'm still, I think, pretty fresh into my learning journey so when I found out that uh, they would probably get rid of the program or the class altogether and I only had you know a couple days to say yes before the position started I said okay like if that's the case then yeah I would like to to start because I can share what I have at least and then they can take what I have and then if they want to continue on with a better speaker or a better teacher at least they have like a little bit of what I have um and that they can start even like they can start at a point that's uh not like first exposure for a lot of them I mean some of them have had teachers before in elementary and some of them haven't and for me the first time I really heard Nishnabemwin was when I was in my 20s 23 when I went to Georgian so I um I said okay it's been for the most part really awesome um I've been working with children I think the majority of my life so to work with teenagers I was just like really expecting not to like it at all <laughs> and then turns out like I don't mind it they're really fun they're funny 
I've had like zero issues with anybody being rude to me or anything like that so that's been wonderful I mean working in an institution is not fun when you're trying to teach language but um, I'm working again I've been off work for a while just being with all the timing of being pregnant of contracts ending and then the pandemic being a stay-at-home mom um, this is kind of the first time I've gone back to work in a while, so that's just really nice. Um, the kids, I think at that point Zadai was starting to speak a little bit more English, like when we finished, when we left off, Zadai was starting to speak more English than Nishinaabem went at home, so Svayaj, was just a baby, he wasn't talking yet. So I was starting to get frustrated, right? Do you mind if we start talking about, yeah, that, um... Sure. <laughs> Are you with me? We were an entire Nishnabim one household until about halfway through the pandemic when I started doing Zoom classes online and then I had a really hard time code switching. Um, going back and forth between speaking English to someone online and then switching into Nishnabim one when Zada would come in or if I would come downstairs. I have noticed that that is like probably the hardest and most challenging thing for me as someone who's further behind in their learning journey. Um, raising children, you're a little bit further along. But for me, it's really hard to go back and forth. So what began happening was I would start, I would feel um, uncomfortable speaking English into Zoom. I would want to speak Nishinaabemwin, but not everyone could understand me. So, and then when I would come downstairs, I'd be so used to speaking in English that I would forget that I'm speaking in English. Um, and then it would be really hard. It is a really slippery, slippery slope. And the code switching really kind of got in my way on top of everything else. So at one point I was just like, okay, that's it. I don't know, you were there to witness it. But I think it would be real. It'd just be really good for me to just come clean about the whole, like one day my brain. It felt like my brain just cracked in half, and I was just so like frustrated and fed up with like no input and tired of code switching, frustrated, isolated, mental health going down the drain. Things were really getting kind of dark for me, and I felt like. My brain just cracked in half one day and I was like I can't do this anymore like I give up and I don't want to get emotional but you know that that was a really emotional time for me and it took me a long time to kind of get out of there right like I like was like why are we doing this anymore what is the point yeah I don't even want to speak it yeah I think um just being in lockdown you know it Miss messes with your or it could mess with your mind and a lot of people you know dealt with it in different ways and then on top of trying to learn a language um, you know can be can be hard with a young family inside all day every day and are just together and together all day every day and um 
so there were there were a lot of times when the kids went to your mother's place and and she speaks English and that's okay but then that's where they got a lot of English input and then began speaking more Um, because it's different when it's your first language and you're you're able to connect a diff in a different way in in or even express the same thing in different ways because you because it's your first language and um and so when they're around two or three English speakers a lot of the time, you know, they're gonna pick up that pretty quickly and then to come back home to be around two learners who um, can't express everything in that language um, then it's harder to pick up or harder to speak I guess or to hear those you know different expressions and so yeah, there were, I mean, there were multiple things that kind of led you to, you know, say you didn't want to speak in the language anymore. Yeah, it took a long time for me to, you stay strong as per usual, um, speaking the language. I, for my own safety and the safety of our children and you, started to speak English. So that was really, 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 it's still really hard for me to talk about because I had so much guilt because I had told the public and I told people outside of our home that we were solely an immersion household and then I felt like I was living this huge lie because I gave up and it was a really good lesson for me too because language learning you have to have a lot of privilege to learn and to revitalize your language and Sometimes I was in the mindset of like, just try harder, just try harder, just try harder. And it just really allowed me to like sit back from a different angle and a different lens and to like look at people who like we're all just trying to keep a roof over our heads and food on the table. (sighs) Live happy, live like survivable lives, like to get through each day and... Even though I'm on my learning journey, it helped me really empathize with those that may just be starting off and have children who are already in their teens, who are not toddlers, who are older, and how difficult it must be to sit from there um, and to learn or to not have a two-parent household or um, to be dealing with other things. So I just, I'm not saying that I know what those things feel like, but I just 
was like I'm sitting in a different lens and realizing like how privileged I was to start my learning journey before we had kids even though I was still very much a beginner because I went right like back to English and I didn't know how I was gonna like it was like the the bus didn't stop going like the train didn't stop but I got off and every day that I was sitting on the side of the railway that train just kept going and I not only had to find the energy to jump back on the train but also to catch up I kind of had to catch up it was like you know what it was like? It was like when I did that mommy boot camp, like four months after I had Zodai, and we had to run our strollers around the track. We had gone around five times already, and then the teacher, the coach, the leader, whatever, she was like, all right, person in the back, you gotta run up all the way to the front and start running from the front. And I'm like, I'm done, I can't, like I've done five laps with the stroller, with the kid in it, with these moms who are like super fit and jacked. And I had to like not only like keep the pace, but also like run past a line of 10 women who are running faster than me and get to the front. And I'm like, I'm already, I've already like lost steam. And now I gotta go even faster because it's not stopping. Anyways, I didn't go back to that class <laughs> that Monty signed me up for. Um, Cause I was just, yeah, sure. so into I mean, we can cut this out too, but I'll share that during that time too, like you didn't want anything to do with language at all, like in terms of any kind of class online, like it would somehow trigger you and you would be in a bad mood. Any kind of talking about language at all, um, you know, talking about learning, talking about teaching, you know, you didn't, you didn't want to talk about it. And yeah, that's where, you know, that's kind of where things had gone through. And so I had, you know, I, it took me a while to kind of realize that. And so then I just kind of stopped like, well, before that we, we hadn't uh, spoken to each other in the language um, or very little we did before that. Um, and then when I realized that part two, you know, I would just kind of, avoid anything language related like topics or classes or anything um and yeah and so we also me and you kind of just would just speak in english as well I'm glad that you brought that up. I don't know how comfortable I am talking about the stuff with the elders, but that for sure I think was important because I forgot, I forget a lot of what happened 
and I just think it's really important to talk about because where I am now is a lot different than where I was then and I'm sure that there's people out there who feel the same um and I just like want to normalize that for people so we can all kind of get back on track at some point or if this can help because I really thought that I was done like done done speaking the language like I forgot about that that yeah I didn't I couldn't hear I couldn't hear anybody speak it I didn't want you to put it on for the kids I didn't if there was a class going on I didn't want to be a part of it someone invited us to do something online I didn't want to talk to them I didn't want to talk about them like I was like just completely traumatized with the language like I said when my brain cracked in half I was like really done and I fell so hard in love with the language when I heard it for the first time to have such a what's that word catatonic response from it um that was just heartbreaking in itself because I didn't want to feel that way I didn't want to feel that way towards the language like it was everything to me and then all of a sudden I didn't I wanted nothing to do with it and that wasn't like I don't know how to explain it other than like it just it broke my heart altogether and I didn't know how it was going to like raise these kids because I couldn't even tell anybody that like that's how I felt because I was too ashamed to feel that way because like we all love our language right so how could I just start resenting it and not loving it anymore so I just feel like I couldn't even reach out to anybody or tell anybody because you know how would anybody be able to empathize with how I felt about it you know so I'm thankful that you brought that up because I've like blocked out so much of it and um it's taken a long time to get to where I am now where I can like honestly I didn't want to have like such an emotional time this this first episode but I think I can honestly say that like like my passion is back and I'm back on board and like I made it Somehow I managed to like catch up to the train and like jump back on and I'm just like just really proud of myself for being able to do that. So anyways, you go ahead. Yeah, I think it's common. Well, I don't know how common, but for indigenous language learners to go through 
you know, those ups and downs. And, you know, there's some people that, that do kind of walk away. You know, they have learned to a certain point and then they feel like they can't go any higher or don't, or can't find the reason why to keep going. Um, I know a few people that have kind of just been frustrated with, for various reasons and just kind of walk away from learning. Um, but yeah, I think we all go through those ups and downs of like, you know, why am I doing this? You know, um, is it worth it? You know, all those emotions to varying degrees. Um, you know, I've, I've gone through those too. Um, maybe because I don't know maybe it's because I'm at a different level but you know I've always just maintained speaking to the kids as best as I could um, haven't really used English with them and Zarae goes to the school that I work at, so um, she went there last year. Um, and so she's surrounded by English, you know, everywhere. And we have, the other thing is we have kind of a big family. Like, um, like we have my immediate family, which is kind of small-ish, I guess, but then you know, I have a lot of cousins, um, you have your dad, um, and then your dad and your brother, and then your mom, um, your stepdad, um, so, what, like, um, the way I feel about Zarae, so Zarae right now, she, her first response is, English um, if we prompt her to speak in the language you know she will or if we remind her or sometimes we'll tell her you know to answer us or ask us in the language and she'll say I don't know but she actually does know um, so sometimes I feel kind of bad for that like you know she's because we have friends who, or we know other people whose kids are speaking, or their first response, or they can respond in Anishinaabe one. Um, so, you know, there's always that comparison, and uh, so I feel bad in that sense. Um, but I also know that everybody's journey is different. Everybody's family is different. Um, circumstances are different um, and so her because our families all speak English you know none of, none of them speak um, either of our side you know speaks Anishinaabe one um, but they have really strong you know relationships with them and that's one thing that, you know, I'm, I'm 
happy about or glad that um, you know there's multiple people that she feels comfortable around and has a strong relationship with um, and that visit a lot yeah like we are very close because I'm an only child so I'm kind of everybody's baby mm-hmm. I don't want to say it like that but like as a as a kid like I spent a lot of time with everyone and a lot of time and a lot of really good quality time so they all really want that with my kids and then you have a big family so I really want them to like both of their kids to really get to know their cousins because that's something I really missed when I moved away was like not being able to just play with all my cousins and run around and to normalize that too so and then also we only see Zodai for like two hours a day yeah, <laughs> like you see her week. more because you sit in the car with her yeah. right it's like half an hour 15 minutes when we get up and then you're in the car with her and I don't see her and then she comes home and we have like two hours and a half if that before it's bedtime and to eat so downtime to play down like getting food ready so I'm not like sitting there doing anything to like it's just the regular mealtime stuff and bedtime stuff um and you know what like she I can't gauge her sometimes on what she does know and what she doesn't know because that's that's the thing she'll say that she doesn't know and then I'll like if I was to ask her something in the in in English if I say tell me how to say this she'll go I don't know so let me so here's an example so I tried a little experiment a couple months ago I was like how do you say or I'd say Anisha Jakidian toothbrush how do you say toothbrush in the wind? And she goes, I don't know. And I'm like, Yeah, you do. And she's like, Gawin Kendazine. That's her always, sir. Gawin Kendazine. Like, I gotta start teaching her Munji dick, but she's like, I don't know, right? And I'm like, No, you do. And so I go, Okay. And she'll grab her toothbrush and I'll go, Waganesh Ediming Gaziabadigan. And she's like, toothbrush. I'm like, shke? Like, you know what this means. I just picked it up. I showed it to you. You, you know what it is. I asked you in the language. And I'm not even going to pick it up. But if I just say, like, gaziabadigan, like, she'll grab it. And I'll say, okay, what do you editing gaziabadigan. And then she'll say, toothbrush. And I'm like, see, like, you do know it. It's just, like, it's like she's not able to. Yeah, it's like the comprehension is there, but not the output. Yeah. But this is kind of like something I want to talk about near the end of the podcast or at another time. But um, tonight of all nights, like I had already decided before I took the kids upstairs, um, before we took the kids upstairs to to bed that we were going to do the podcast. I just had this like, I have energy today, I kind of feel like I have some English words today, like learning the Schnabemwin, teaching the Schnabemwin, I have like such a hard time finding English words that I want to use. I'm not saying, oh, I speak such great in the Schnabemwin that I don't even know English anymore, I'm just, when you're trying to access both parts, sometimes you can't access either. 
Um, so I just knew that today I was like, let's do the podcast. And you were like, yeah, okay, whatever. Like, <laughs> I'm like, we got to start at some point because like I'm starting to have the motivation and I have a lot of things that I want to talk about again. And then something really incredible happened this evening with both children. So it was just kind of, I think it must be this Gemini full moon that's happening right now in Sagittarius season. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's it. <laughs> it's the full moon. <laughs> but it was just really. I was also bawling like an hour ago, well, right before I came down, and we start like before we were gonna start the podcast. So it was just like a clear sign to me that yeah, let's let's really do this because I'm on a high right now from what just happened. But um, before I get there, I just kind of wanted to talk about Sasoyaje as well. He was a pandemic baby. He was three months old when the pandemic started. He only had you and me, me who is in like very far from fluency, you who, as everyone listening knows, are kind of quiet and yeah, I'm not I'm intentional not disagreeing. about the words that you use. I like it, like um, because there's all these English sayings, and your your mom was a teacher and is a teacher, so she has all these things in her back pocket of English, and I always try and like think of like things to say like that because they help their English vocabulary and learning. So like. The only one I can think of is like, your mom will say, "What goes up must come," and then Zadai will finish down. And she all she has all these little rhymes and stuff, like your mom does. And I guess everyone does, but you know, have these these English rhymes that help with English learning and vocabulary and. I can't really match that in the language, and there was um, at the school. You know, I have to work with other teachers with with little kids, and and the teachers are just kind of saying these words that the kids probably don't know, but they're getting access to it. Um, so, like a teacher might say to a JKSK child, like, "Oh, look at this! It's perpendicular." And you know, for me to try and like match that, you know, like the amount of vocabulary in English, and like, okay, how would I say perpendicular? Like, you know what I mean? Like, um. And even me just speaking in English, you know, I don't. I'm learning more as I go, you know. How to, you know, just keep talking, you know. Yeah, that wasn't like a, what you call it, um, a diss or however you want to say that on you. I was just making a a truthful point about the dynamic in our household that. 
I've really gotten learned a lot of patience because I was someone who well if you meet my family like we never shut up so <laughs> like <laughs> to meeting you and you know you've taught me a lot about being intentional with words or slowing down so definitely not a diss and I don't that was never like it like yes sometimes I'm like you have the ability to speak you should be speaking more but I don't expect you to be able to speak like a fluent speaker would speak because that's their first language but my point is is that it's not like you're a chatterbox you know and I can't get you to be quiet um and then me who like talks um basically in command form um like I used to say like a baby but I guess like that's not well received either so I'm just like I don't I just know that I don't speak in like I make a lot of grammar mistakes still I'm still getting my VTIs and VTAs down pat which should have happened a long time ago but it's finally like I'm finally moving with it and that's a big step for me um most of the words that you use when you're a parent are commands which at the moment I'm like what are those called again? Um, what are those called again, Monty? I keep. It's not pejorative. That's different, right? Um, what's command form? Um, not sure. Yes, you do. But anyways, so my point is, is like they're not getting uh, nearly as much access and exposure from us and. That was the other thing that we didn't really talk about was that what was happening a lot during the pandemic when things were getting really messy um, was that I needed a lot of support from you because I wasn't, I didn't have a support system. I didn't have, like, I have a support system, but I didn't have the support system that I needed. And what would happen would be I would be in distress and we would have these YouTube playlist that we would play for the kids and I would be in some sort of a crisis and you would be helping me and then the playlist would stop or something would change and the kids would get upset and I would get re-triggered and I would get upset again and it was like these cycles that would just go over and over and get worse and worse and so what we ended up doing was throwing on Disney or throwing on um, Wiggles or something that we knew would keep their attention so that they were safe, regulated, happy, and away from me, who was not safe, happy, <laughs> I mean, not safe, but basically, like, not regulated, and not having a good time, and I really needed, like, co-regulation and support from you as my husband, and so that was also something that I found was, like, the straw that broke the camel's back was that now they were used to all of this regular tv that is like really awesome and there's tons of graphics and the voices match and there's fluent english and the animation is amazing and there's so much variety and it's just like regular mainstream tv and even if we put it on a different language what would happen is like they would tune out within like nine or twelve minutes and i was like i need them to be okay and safe and occupied so i can get through my whatever and so they would be listening uh, or so we would turn it on to English just so that I could get back to parenting in a good way. 
um, because I was like just needing so much support so I'm not ashamed to talk about that like I am pro let's talk about mental health and the realities of mental health because it doesn't do any good to just like pretend and hide it or whatever like I own it I know you might not <laughs> I don't know how you feel about me sharing my own experiences but like I'm totally fine talking about it to a degree and so that was also I think something that really disrupted our like our flow and our routine in the house was because the kids were now like expecting the same degree of media and which isn't out there for initially one like we're getting there but it's definitely not like if you turned on some people have dubbed over some cartoons but there's not the amount that there is for other languages yeah so that really hurt us because now they didn't want to watch youtube videos and they didn't want to listen to speakers speak and then zada was like i don't know what they're saying like i don't this is boring i want to watch something else and i would be like triggered by that because i'm like it's not boring this is our language like (laughs) trying to get them to like and their kids right so i'm like that was that's been tough because it's taken away a big chunk of input that would would have been them listening to and like we can talk this about this again in another episode again but like I just realized at one point like if I'm going to maintain any kind of stable (sighs) mental health like even just a little bit that I need some downtime and I need time where I'm not I tried what happened in the pandemic was I spent every waking minute studying and trying to get things down pat and memorizing. I was not giving myself any space. I was not sleeping because I was breastfeeding. I was not sleeping because we had a two-year-old and a three-month-old. I, You weren't sleeping. I wasn't spending any downtime doing things that I loved. I was still healing from a c-section that didn't heal for almost a year and a half I could do very little and that just was like not happy or helping at all so for me part of the savior has been like binging when I need to binge and then working when I need to work and finding a better system to make sure that I'm I don't want to compartmentalize things, but that's ultimately how I've been able to. This is work time, this is study time, this is rest time, this is parenting time. Um, so we'll have to put like, I don't know what they say, like bookmark this. And I do want to talk about some strategies that I've done with Zodai that I don't know if anyone else is experiencing. Like this is something I feel like I'm the only one kind of doing, but... Not that I'm only like raising her in Anishinaabemowin or raising Sosoyaje in Anishinaabemowin, but um, I've taken a different approach in the last couple of months, especially in the last week or so, and it's really seemed to be helping. So um, we can pin that, put a pin in that. That's what they say. English is full of idioms, and I'm just trying to figure out all the idioms. We'll put a pin in that and talk about it at a later date, but. Yeah, so Sasuayaje is still just kind of figuring out how to speak right now. He's trilingual. Do you want to kind of just quickly kind of chat about that before we before I share my piece and we wrap up? Um, 
So, so he goes to a French immersion daycare. So he gets exposed to French now from about 7, I'll say around 7.30 a.m. until 5 p.m. Um, so he goes there Monday to Friday and then he comes home. Um, and then, so he hears an Anishinaabean one from me and then he hears us speaking English and then we'll have sometimes English show, TV shows on, so, and he's been around family, so he speaks kind of English and Anishinaabe one while he's here, uh, sometimes he'll speak some French, but I think he can probably code switch or he can switch if someone speaks French to him, I think. Probably. Um, so yeah, he's kind of getting input from three, three different places. And um, what I'm noticing is that, so we sent Zadai to our on-reserve daycare, which was trying to incorporate, or is still trying to incorporate a lot of language in their programming. Um, but that was another spot that we, or that I noticed that when Zadai start going to daycare, um, a lot of English, um, she started learning, um, and are speaking more. And with Saswe Ajay, I feel like it's less. I feel like he's speaking a lot of Anishinaabe one. Um, like he does speak English, like he, he mixes the English now because, um, yeah, he'll say something like, um, I, I want Zalmanga, like, I want the orange, you know, something like that, um, But yeah, so that's where kind of he's at. He's kind of, I think he's kind of like at the, and he was a late talker too. So he's kind of like, he's starting to speak a lot more and he's kind of at that point where he's like, which language do I speak? Or I don't think he even thinks about that, but um, yeah. Yeah, so I think we should do an episode on kind of on this as well but yeah um I think the French immersion has been helping because he's not getting as much exposure to English and I'm not saying that French is better because it's still like a colonial language um but the more languages the better that's one plus the second plus is that he's not getting as much exposure from just English. So he, it's like more equal from like in parts, English parts, French parts, parts, and And, uh, the English that I think that he does get, it sounds exactly like Zade. So I think the English that he's getting is mainly from Zade, except I find he gets frustrated 
sometimes because he doesn't understand Anishinaabe when um, Zadig had so much access at his age like to conferences to friends to other people maybe she wasn't cognizant of Anishinaabe when that she was absorbing but she had way more like exposure so Soyaje has led like zero um except for you and me so I find sometimes when I would explain things to him I could see like the what's that the cogs is that what it's called turning like the gears um and I could see him like trying to compute like what is she trying to say and he would get very very frustrated and very in his head and I just started to really empathize with him because that's how I felt at immersion that's how I do feel at immersion where you're like I want to talk but I don't have the friggin' words to get out and that must be so like it festers like you get so frustrated so I did start speaking English to him and I found it regulated him a lot but what I also found is like the more regular like life just got a lot easier not because of speaking in English but because he's comprehending what's going on so then when I switch into Anishinaabe when he has something to help him with his Anishinaabe when you may disagree with me on this but the reason why I do sometimes just go straight up English with him is because then when I say it in Anishinaabe when he can like compare it and it's like oh so when you say that in Anishinaabe when that's really what you mean because I understand what it means in English and you are not fluent enough to get it to express that to the same degree so when I hear a more broken version in Anishinaabe when I know that that's what you're trying to explain to me so um I forget what it was and I was like trying to like ask him like is that why you're really upset is that oh like today in the car like he was really he just could not get over the fact that every day when I drive out of the daycare parking lot I always go to the right and today I went to the left and I knew that that was why he was upset because this has happened before and I couldn't figure it out then but I figured it out now and by the time we parked I was like it like yeah that it's I'm sorry that that happened but it happened and we're gonna have to work through it like not everything's gonna go your way I was trying to explain it to him and he was like just nope nope that I wanted to go that way I wanted to go that way I knew what he was saying but he it wasn't clear and then finally I said it in English like I was like I understand like I was kind of like, I understand that you want it to go that way. Can I give you a hug? Um, so the part that I, I knew I couldn't express was, I appreciate that you have been so forgiving. Thank you for letting me apologize to you. And thank you for forgiving me when I am apologizing about the fact that I hurt your feelings. And I gave him a big hug. I said, can I give you a hug now? Can I get another hug to make sure you're okay? Okay, let's go inside. I'll give you, like, take my hand. Let's go inside. And he was fine after that, like, completely, like, tantrum gone. Whereas when I was trying to make it happen in Anishinaabe, when I don't think there were enough, like, buzzwords or trigger, like, words that were helping him, like, regulate to the point where he was like, oh, I know what she's trying to say. So we're both just frustrated. Um, so maybe we can talk, talk about that in a different episode. <laughs> But I found that bringing in the English when it's coming, when it comes down to feelings and regulation have like, it strongly helped both of our kids with me because I do do a lot of the like emotional work with them. Um, and that has helped me big time for everything, for all of us to have a smoother routine and a smoother like way of living so that the Anishinaabe when 
can be a good thing and not contributing to everybody's frustration. I want it to help us and not create more issues. Um, and so that has been like a positive of like, I'm not saying I want to speak English, but um, that's the only thing that I felt any kind of like okayness, okay, <laughs> like with when I speak, when I say, okay, I'm going to commit to talking about this part alone in English and then I'll try and get back on track and we'll go back to like normal things. And I wish that I could do it a different way, but for our family, that's just, I found what has helped the most because otherwise I get extremely frustrated and the whole family is frustrated because I'm stuck in time. That's what it feels like for me. Like I'm just stuck in time. So, um, I don't know, maybe we cut that part out and put it in a different episode, but um, yeah, he speaks three languages. Um, I was thinking of putting a recording that I took of him tonight. Both kids, when I put them to bed tonight. Um, I think this is a good place to kind of end off because I didn't mean for this to be a heavy episode, but it ended up being kind of heavy just talking about what went down with me, at least. And, um, in my Nishtab and learning journey and raising kids in the language but um Monty hasn't I haven't even told him any of this yet um so well you know you knew Sasuayaji wanted to eat an orange right yeah so um when I went into the bedroom with him we kind of swapped places and I couldn't believe that he was just like communicating to me in Nishnabemwin and like he does that, but at this point, there was, like, very little English. Like, he was, like, he said something about Zalmanga, like, he was eating his little clementine or whatever, and then he was, like, um, something about, like, Mbog, no, he said something about dope winning, and I was, like, what? You're, like, you're putting these together, and you're talking about something that's not even in the room? Like, I was, like, oh, my God, he was, like, Zalmanga, da-da-da, dope winning, and I'm, like, eh, like, you what did I say back to him I should just I just want I could just put the recording on recording on but I was like um yeah you can't eat this in the bed because you might drop it on the floor uh and he's just like yeah something something eat the orange at the table and I was like yeah I couldn't believe it like he was just like the fact that he was talking about something that like a different he was thinking about something that wasn't right. Like, we weren't talking about something right in front of him. Like, yes, we were talking about the orange, but he was, like, understanding, like, I shouldn't be eating this in bed. I should be eating it at the table. And so then I said, like, um, make sure you chew that because he was just swallowing, like, the whole orange. Like, he just, like, cut it in half and then put the whole thing in his mouth and swallowed. And I'm like, oh, my God, like, you're going to have a bellyache. So I said saying that, like, you need to chew it because, like, and then I was like, well, where did it go? And he's, like, you know, showing me and... I'm talking to him and like there there was just like zero English and I was like oh my god like from him because sometimes he'll put English words in between and at this point he was like following everything I was saying and speaking on the language and talking about the peel fell over his bed and and then I was like well we can't eat in the bed anymore like we need to eat at the table and he was the one who brought that up but like I went back there and reminded him so I, I got some of that on 
tape, like I recorded some of it. Because I was just like, oh my god, this is going so great. This is going so smooth. And then Zodai, um, I was putting her to bed. And right before I came and switched with Monty, um, um, putting Sosayage to bed. And I can't, like, oh, so yeah, something I've been doing is, like, playing the Name Wingamek 49er podcast at nighttime with her. Um, because I was just, like, really fearful that she doesn't understand fluent speakers. So I'm like, how am I going to do this? So I've been playing that for her and like using it as like, we got to go to bed now. Do you want to listen to this? And do you want to read a book? Because she likes to read. And so I know that she can read some English books with my mom. So I'm like, if I give her a really simple Anishinaabe book, maybe she can learn to read it too. Because she's like the first step of learning how to read is more memorizing what's happening on the page you're not really reading you're just kind of remembering a story and then you start to like actually look at the the letters so I was like maybe I can do that with one of the um one of the books that we have simple book and so tonight I was like okay tonight what we're gonna try and do is I'm gonna play it and then we're gonna repeat exactly what we hear and then I'll pause it and then we're gonna play it again and then we're gonna repeat what we hear her say and then we're gonna pause it like something that you taught me to do um for my own learning and so then she got really mad at me she's like no I don't want you to do it I want to do it I'm like friggin fine like I want you to do it on your own but I didn't think you would so I'm gonna okay fine yeah I thought that you would want my help let's do this then so I like put it on I'd wait for the speaker to say one or two words two maximum and I'd shut it off and so at one point she was saying four or five words at a time that this fluent speaker was saying. And I'm like, how does she remember that? Like, she acts like she doesn't know. So she, if something was like, something, something, it wasn't Benishiak, but something, something. And she said it all. And I was like, oh my God. So she is figuring out which words are which. She's retaining it. She's repeating it. She's making sense of it. And so when we were done, we read the two stories. We read one story that's very simple and then another story that is a little bit harder, but I read it. And then, you know, she repeats after me for the for the easy story. And then I read the other story just front to back. And so she was looking at me and I said to her, like, You know, it's important that we, and I say this to her all the time, but I'm like, it's important that we like, you know, start to use Nishinaabemwin. Um, I would like you to like really try and speak Nishinaabemwin more. Like I say it all the time, like it's important that we speak our own language. It's important, blah, 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 blah. And she's like, well, she's like, so should I speak it? And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, I'm asking you like, but we need to speak it. And then, um... I can't remember if she said this. I can't remember if she said, well, can I say Nishinaabemun first in English second, first or after? But I was like, when she asked me that, I was like, yep, as long as you're speaking Nishinaabemun, like, you can say the English after if you want to. And then she said, and I, like, just all of a sudden broke down because I know that she can speak the language. I know that she understands those concepts, but... I was literally like, 
I've asked her so many times to speak the language and then she just pieced together like five or six words and for a long time she's like hasn't done that you know what I mean like she can speak but she'll always it's like a confidence thing I think for her rather than and I don't know well and exposure like I would think if she was like if we were around speakers for like a week, she'd probably start speaking a lot. Yeah, um, which is why I've started bringing her to classes and whatnot recently. We can talk about that another time. I'm just kind of saying these things so I don't forget in the future. But yeah, it, it doesn't sound like much. Maybe to others whose kids are speaking all the time non-stop at home but for the amount of obstacles that we've had and all the things that we're facing I just I just started bawling in front of her and I said to her like op to go go mommy Quinman um and well she said like like why are you crying I said on um and then she like started to wipe my tears and I like couldn't really hold it together. Like I was really like, I was ugly crying. And yeah, I like gave her a big hug and she just kept wiping my eyes and she just kept saying, Wegonesh, Wegonesh. So it was still like absorbing and like, I don't know. Again, like I don't want you to roll your eyes into the back of your head. I think I'm being a huge cheese ball, but the thing that came into my head as soon as that happened was I was like, that's the generational healing right there. Like that was like all this time, all this time. And like we both just hopped back on the train tonight. So um, seeing her actively choose to want to speak the language, seeing how like it's not just she's doing it because it's important to me, but she was like, Oh, I can see, I can understand why you're trying to get us all to do this. So then she said, like, I can't remember exactly precisely what it was, but she was like, if I keep doing this and I'm going to be a good speaker like you, and then, and then I'll become a good speaker like no. So she can even tell like that you speak better than me. Cause she's like, cause then I'll be a good speaker like you. And then I'll be get, you'll be a good speaker like Nose, and then I'll be a good speaker like Nose, and then we'll all be speaking the Shnabim one. And I'm like, eh, like that's exactly why. Like it's been so healing for me to like level with her on like we're not fluent speakers who are trying to teach you to be a first speaker. We're all freaking learning here together. And I think she's starting to understand that because I've had these conversations with her. In English, like I, these conversations I have, when it's really detailed about like, I, I some parts say up, chapita nagwat Um, like it's important that we speak the language, in the way we, or in the weighing, in the way when and non. Um, but, anyways, that was just I didn't share that with you yet, and I was like I was bawling. She was kind of like. All right, she just rolled over and went to sleep. So. <laughs>
I just thought that would be a good place to end it, and then maybe I can add the recording of Sesuayage on the end of this. It's just really cute, him and I having a conversation about the orange. Oh yeah, yeah, that was good. That's... Yeah, she hasn't really... You know, on her own. It's like... Strung together like a long sentence. A longer sentence. Mm-hmm. So... <clears throat> you know, I try and... You know, we have a 45-minute drive every day. Back and forth, so... I try and use as much as I can that's relevant um, with her, so. Yeah. Hopefully that's helping. And remind me, yeah, we can talk about why forcing her to speak the Schnabim when has not been a good thing or successful. I don't want to talk about it today, but it's, it's different than I thought it would be. Like, it's not as easy as just... No, you have to say it in the language that that's been really detrimental in our relationship and her relationship with Ishnabim win. So this has just been a huge win at like coming back to it from the other side because I tried one way and it really kind of hurt us. So we can talk about that again. But for tonight, I, yeah, I'm just like, that's another reason I was like, great, let's do this podcast again because like I'm having a huge high from like, Like I said, it's a buzzword, regenerational healing, but that was the first time I was like, wow, like, her and I are, like, legit, like, just hopped in the boat together, and are like, okay, like, we got, we got through one moment, like, that's, it's been a long time coming since we've had a good moment like this, and considering the momentum has been moving forward for the last couple of months, and then to see some milestones happen like that, I'm just so much more hopeful, man that I think we're getting where we wanted to be a long time ago, so, yeah. I hope you guys yeah. liked this one. I don't know when we'll be out with the next, when we find time, in our ridiculously busy schedules. Yeah, I think it was good. It's a good one to start off with. Yeah, so, I don't know, I, I guess we're going to, have to think of an outro at some point too. We don't. I don't think we have an outro, do we? No, we just say bumopi. <laughs> See you later. Guamanem. See you all. I just want to go upstairs like Monty's up in our room and I'm downstairs in the kitchen so that we could do a good recording of this and I'm just so ready to throw on some good TV and pass out. Um, we have a fluent speaker coming into our classroom tomorrow and um, I should get rested up and get ready to be humbled. So just really excited for that. So yeah, Jimmy Glitch for spending time with us. Uh, if you made it this far, I'll put on maybe the 
the recording of Sassoyage talking about this Clementine. And um, yeah, I guess we'll we'll see you on Instagram too and just let you guys know that we're going to upload this um, soon back to all the same places. So, Chimigwitch Gaegi. What is that that Russell says? Gazin. Gazin. Oh, I'll have to remember it for next time. For joining us, for coming. Um, yeah. How? How? Bama. Bama. Chimigwech Gabzindao Yekinawea. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast and weighing our sound. To reach us by email, find us at our sound period podcast at gmail.com. You can find all of our links to buy me a coffee, Patreon, Instagram, etc. at our link tree, which is link tr period ee slash nwaying dot our sound. Our theme song was done by myself, Neen Mashkogabutkwe, and artwork completed by Nishime, my younger brother, Brent Beauchamp. Chimigwech. Gishpangui me jinozama gawampi. Gonna butch, gonna butch repushit ganan. Gwaje. A pishwa meji. Dope. 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 Shashak Dan. Damikoko Akchi. Eh, Gitun Opto Zamagog Duning. Zamibin. Chisaka King. Damikoko Akchi. I'm in the Ah, ah.